everyone and welcome to Two V's and a Pod with me, Izzy the Vegan. And me, Ben's Vegan Kitchen. In this podcast, we'll walk you through the landscape of veganism through the eyes of two pretty relatable day-to-day vegans. And over the series, we plan on discussing a wide range of topics that you may have pondered upon whilst being vegan, or even whilst deciding to take the step. We aim to bust the common myths associated with being vegan, as well as bring new ideas to the table. But we won't be doing this alone, oh no. Over the series, we'll be joined by a selection of amazing guests to offer their thoughts, wisdom and experiences. This week, we're discussing a topic that certainly separates the vegans from the vegetarians dairy yep there are certainly some dairy alternatives that we love as well as ones that we're not quite sold on whether it be switching from green top milk to oat milk or camembert to chamembert we'll be talking about the lot and later on in the show we're going to be joined by sisters rachel and charlotte co-founders of london's left foam marjorie to talk all about taking the vegan cheese market by storm the dairy industry. Gosh, Ooh. what a controversial topic. We need to be careful not to get too heated about this one, I think, because we are relatable. We are not mm-hmm. hateable mm-hmm. and we are not preachy. However, However, the dairy industry is horrific. So it's going to be hard to not be preachy about it, but we will aim not to. Yeah, I think this is definitely something we need to like tread kind of carefully because, you know, we have this tagline that we're relatable, not hateable, and we want people to know that that is the truth. But I would honestly say since I've been vegan, the dairy industry is the one thing that I've probably shared the most info on, mainly because I think it's the one thing that people have a huge misconception about no one thinks about it i know that's true because all of these things that i've learned i didn't know about them before i went vegan so like eye-opening like for me and i know it sounds like maybe i was a bit naive or a bit stupid but i didn't realize that cows didn't just continuously produce milk i just didn't know that yeah this is what i was gonna say i think that's the main thing that people just think you know what they're they're just producing milk so why don't we just take it from them like there's there's no issue they're constantly producing it but they're not they're made to continue to produce it yeah um and they are inseminated by us humans so they continue to have babies it's like us like us women we don't just like pump milk out all the time the reason we produce milk is because we've got babies and that's what we're producing it for Cows are producing their milk, their dairy for their babies. So humans are like, oh, I know, let's just make them pregnant all the time and reduce their lifespan from 20 years to around five years. Like every advert you'll see about milk, you'll see like this like cute little cow like roaming in the field, like moo, 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 look at me, I'm so happy, I'm eating some grass and life is good. But the reality is so far like detached from what we are painted the picture of because i think as you know especially in this country in the uk i know when i was in school and maybe my school is a little bit old-fashioned but this is something that's been happening for years like we were given milk um you know here's some milk to drink it's good for your bones it makes you good and strong loads of calcium um but all of that stuff's been debunked really hasn't it i mean milk does have calcium in it but you know calcium is not actually something that's massively good for your bones as far as i'm been sort of you know told and looked into a little bit um all of that stuff it's just it's all nonsense and it's all governments being in bed with the dairy industry and 
you know, trying to keep the farmers happy and all of that stuff. Like, it's, it's all it's all just a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah, it is all just a bit mad. And it's just so scary that for so many years of my life, I was so oblivious to this just because of how we are brought up, how we're educated, what the media tells us, what advertisement tells us, that you just wouldn't even think about that. Like, obviously, we know that cows get killed for meat and that's obviously something that's yeah people know that you would know that but one thing that you wouldn't know is that you know calves are taken away from their mothers and it's just so devastating and it's just yeah I I just think it's so sad that for so long I didn't know about it and as soon as I did find out about it there was no way that you could catch me having any dairy products the point being that it's really cruel and we really shouldn't do it and we don't need to so let's talk about all the amazing vegan dairy products out there like milk I know so many people that aren't vegan but they have non-dairy milk because it's good like why would you need the gross stuff from cows you know what i like about it and i'll be honest i'm not i i, I like coffee i used to drink a lot of coffee but i, I don't drink caffeine anymore I mean, i've got a bit of a caffeine sensitivity but when i was drinking coffee a few years ago i liked the variety that you know if you had three cups of coffee a day and you did one with oat milk one with hazelnut milk and one with almond milk you've got three different different tastes of coffee and different types of coffee same beans same whatever same amount of sugar or whatever you mix it up I think that's great. Whereas, you know, with the cow milk, it's going to taste the same pretty much every time. So for me, that was a, a really cool thing that I found out about just turning on to a, is it nut milk? Are we call them nut milks. It sounds Nut weird. milk. Yeah, there's so many different types of milk. So there's like macadamia nut, there's hazelnut, there's pea milk, there's oat milk, there's almond milk. What's your favourite one? Because I know you've mentioned pea milk there and it just, it doesn't sound appealing, although it is, uh, it is a actually one. Thing. A, uh, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> this is why people make that's why I make the jokes. You just meant to laugh at them. This is why is this is exactly the reason. No, jokes aside, I've had pea milk before. Um the company called Sprout. Their stuff is actually really nice. So I've had pea milk from Devon Garden Foods and they're a really small independent company. They're based in Devon, Devon Garden Foods. No way. Their pea milk is amazing. It's the first time I've ever had pea milk. They messaged me to see if I wanted to try some of it out. And I thought, you know what? Never tried it before. Never really been that fussed about wanting to try pea milk. So I'm like, mm, I'm fine with my oat. It's okay, hun. Um, but you know what? I was like, I'll give it a shot. And they sent me one, two, three, four, like six cartons of the stuff. And oh my goodness, it's so creamy. It's amazing. Mm. Pea milk and a hot chocolate or a like frothy coffee is just, it's just amazing. They've got to work on so the good. name, I think. I mean... Pea milk. Is it? Is it like... Like garden, little green garden peas? Surely not. Pea milk is a plant meat using pea protein, which is made of yellow peas. Yellow peas. Okay, so it's more like yep. a lentil type of pea. I don't think I've ever had a yeah. yellow pea. Actually, I, I do many yellow peas, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, we're, we're sounding a bit stupid now, but look, let's keep we're this in. So let's stupid. keep it in, because it, it's still, you know, learning processes for us. You know, we might be two and three years into our vegan journey, but we're still learning things, which is... Exactly. Which I think is really amazing. Have you seen this thing? I know Oatly posted about it the other day and it really made me laugh because they they put their, you know, Oatly's marketing is amazing in general. So but, good, I love their marketing. But there's something that the EU are trying to adopt. It's called Amendment 171. And they said, not only will plant-based products be prohibited from being labelled milk-free or yogurt yogurt alternative, they may be forced to stop using current packaging because it's the same type that dairy products use. Oh my, this, yeah, I have seen this and it makes me so angry and things keep coming up like this and then they keep 
passing and it's fine we can continue but they keep trying to come back and it's like no I'm gonna put my pea milk in a carton okay because they're saying it's confusing is it confusing because you can see oat milk or you can see cow's milk like how is that confusing that it's in a carton yeah I I know other products that come in a carton and aren't milk it doesn't have milk's not like you know I think especially in the UK milk in this country comes in like those kind of like juggy cartons similar to like the US but ours are quite you know uniform got a handle jug pourry milky whatever plastic yeah yeah. but all the alternatives that I've got come in like cartons you know Alpro um, like Sproud all the ones that we talked about they all come in like the square kind of boxy cartons Oatly Uh, yeah I think it's just the dairy industry is on strings but I'd like to think I mean correct me if I'm wrong I don't know a lot about like Brexit but I think it was the EU trying to do it it shouldn't really affect the UK but it's still stupid like come on imagine trying to be so like just angry at people trying to make a difference I, I, it, it makes me very irritated Isabel I have to say it winds me up a little bit just because what what what's the point what is the point I mean let us call our pea milk milk yeah, because it's pea milk. It's like when you say cheese, you say goat's cheese because it's from a goat. So we would say like, I don't know, uh, coconut cheese because it's from a coconut or pea milk because it's milk from the pea. I think there was a bit of a, there was an advertising fail on one of them I saw. It. I think it was like a milk made from tiger nuts, um, but they didn't call it milk. They called it juice. So it was called tiger nut juice and uh, oh wow you might not be a, a 15 year old boy internally like i am but i found that very <laughs> funny but we've got to talk about cheese as well because cheese is the one thing you ask any vegetarian or any person like oh my god i'd go vegan if it wasn't for cheese I'm so obsessed with that's cheese. like the most common thing isn't it it's so common i'm very passionate about the cheese situation when it comes to vegan cheese i was a huge cheese fan before being vegan and when I went vegan, I was very much like all vegan cheese is shite. You can bang it on the table and it's like rock hard and it just tastes like, I don't know, soap. It's like a lot of vegan cheese is really rubbish. However, there's a lot more like amazing cheese coming out. There's the applewood cheese. There's anything and everything you can buy from La Fermangerie, which we will definitely be getting into later on. But there's a lot of brands that they sell there, like I'm Not Okay, Honestly Tasty, I think it's called. And they're all bloody amazing, but they're aged like standard mm. cheeses um, mm. at La Fermangerie. So that makes it really great. Like I ordered a Valentine's hamper, which I haven't actually had yet as past Valentine's, but all their cheeses in my fridge. They don't just like melt some coconut and nuts or whatever. Yeah, because why shouldn't they? Why shouldn't they give it the, the full treatment? That's the only way you're going to get people who aren't vegan trying this stuff. If you try and get it to taste as good, as similar, if not better than the, the non-vegan alternatives. And that's, I guess that's the trick. You know, people are very much stuck in their ways. People haven't grown up eating vegan cheese. Like, you know, that's that's not a generational thing that any of us can relate to. I think the only thing that a lot of people can relate to is a lot of families using corn mints in like spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, I think a lot of people have tried corn, but vegan cheese, But no, vegan cheese, is, just... it's still so new and it's such like a, a niche product. Like, you know, even up until like a year ago, I don't think I could find it in like my little supermarkets, like the little Tesco's Express or, you know, the little Sainsbury's locals. But now they all stock them. Yeah, I don't which, think so. No, they all stock them, which is great. So let's, uh, let's go, go on. For you, top three... Let's call them supermarket cheeses. Applewood's got to be top of that, I think. It, it just melts like other vegan cheese does not melt. 
Applewood is great, and the smoky one, I think, and also the spicy one, I think they're both... The Mexicana stuff. Mexicana, yeah. It's it's a good bunch of lads, that spicy Mexicana. I think it just tastes nice. Green V, you might not have tried it, but for me, that has got to be... I believe they're a Cypriot company, because I went out to Cyprus last year, and they had loads of it there, and I was like... Oh, did they? Ooh, yeah, they had cool. like they had like a feta one, and they had all these like amazing things, and I was like, I've never seen this anywhere. But then I looked into it a little bit and I was like, actually, this is in quite a few places. And I believe it's only Tesco's that stocks it. Um, so I've only managed to find it in Tesco's so far. And the only one I've been able to find is their mozzarella alternative. However, it is amazing. So much so, like I, I had a, a pizza party not too long ago. Um, Pre-lockdown and whatever, we had some friends over and we all made pizzas. And that was voted as the nicest pizza we had. And none of them were vegan and the other option was like buffalo mozzarella and everyone was like this one actually tastes nicer has more flavor to it than the proper buffalo mozzarella so amazing that's yeah, that's big win for them impressive that's a big win and then loads of supermarkets do have their own branded stuff as well like a lot of supermarkets have your classic like herby cream cheese and your classic kind of grated cheddar i've heard a lot of people say i have never had it but asda's kind of own cheese is apparently very good yeah in Sainsbury's own kind of free from cheese the spreadable stuff I've had and that's really good as well so we've said top three we've said we like the Applewood you've said the Green V yeah what about Veal Life yeah they are fine I wouldn't (laughs) say I love them but I wouldn't say I hate them either I don't mind the I think with Veal Life I'd go for or Veal Life I'd go for grated I like their kind of grated mozzarella style but their blocks I'm not a fan of their blocks so I like to get the slices and I've just found out about their like mature and like extra mature and whilst they don't taste like a mature and extra mature proper cheese I know it's gonna sound kind of weird but it gives me like cheese string vibes and you know yes. everyone loves cheese string <laughs> um what about she's have you had she's before s yes so they are actually a brand so it's called she's but the brand is something beginning with b it's like some blue wave or something like that big wave something because i had it from waitrose recently that's what i put in my vegan lasagna that I made and that was very good and that was like mozzarella style because they've just completely done a rebrand recently so when I saw them in Waitrose I thought it was like a new product but then when I tagged them on Instagram it was the same people Butte Island Foods that's them and then there's also the um, Willie Croft vegan cheese company as well and they have the fondue okay um, I've not tried that I've not tried that I've um I've tried their parmesan but I really, really, really liked it. It was great, but it wasn't really a dairy-free cheese alternative. It was more like a cashewy nucci mix. Okay, Ben, tell me, firstly, your favourite vegan butter? Uh, it's going to be Flora, I think. Uh, I know there was a bit of a palaver with Flora recently, but I stuck with them. I still like it. It's great. Okay, perfect. And favourite cream? Quick fire, go. Uh, is it called Emanilla? M- Elm layer. <laughs> That's the one. Emanimilla. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And yes. they also have a double cream, which is yes, great. Yes, I had it on some um, sticky toffee pudding the other night. It was fantastic. Beautiful. And favourite yoghurt? Uh, Alpro, like the blueberry or the mango one. Really, really nice. Love, oh mango, yes. And finally, ice cream. Oh, uh, ben and Jerry's cookie dough, if I'm not being bougie and saying 
bougie bougie or boja boja whatever it's called um right same questions back to you izzy favorite butter vegan butter vitalite all the way didn't get caught up in the flora drama because i'm a vitalite gal it's delish i have had flora before but vitalite respect um favorite cream i would also have to say almlea just because they've got the double cream all the others don't have double cream so almlea love ya favorite yogurt for yogurt it's got to be nush for normal yogurt because they're just so damn creamy so many flavors and then for like a greek yogurt alternative i'd say the collective they've got those really nice fresh berry compote things at the bottom of them no i've not tried either of those i've got to put them on the list got to get them on the list Um, get them on the list finally last but not least everyone's favorite ice cream Ice cream, I'd have to go with the Magnum ice cream pops. Would you call them pops? pops. Ice cream on a stick. <laughs> the ice cream pops. Ice cream Magnum. pops. Um, Just because I want to be a bit different. They're sea salt and caramel. Mm-mm-mm. I've go not tried that one get either. It now. No, I've only ever had the plain one and it's just, it's okay. What about Ben just and Jerry? Surely. Yeah, yeah. Ben and Jerry's, I would say cookie dough is my favourite. However, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, fish food. They're making it vegan. That was my all-time favourite ice cream ever before going vegan. So catch me back in a couple months' time when they've got that out and I'll be telling you fish food's my fave. But occasionally waiting still. Like five stone heavier as well. I will be five stone heavier, literally. Can't wait for it. Lovely. But yeah, see, you can see that there's so many alternatives to dairy products. That was just a quick fire of mine and Ben's faves. But in each of those categories, there are so many. I've got a post about dairy alternatives. So do so many other people. They were all amazing posts during Veganuary. So just have a little look, but you're going to be sorted. Don't worry if you're a veggie and you're scared to go vegan. We've got your back. I would say like my top tip around trying to make the transition to vegan but you're scared about cheese or whatever is you've really got to give it time because vegan cheese just does not taste like normal cheese you you can't compare it you've got to see it as a complete different thing and I would say you've got to give it time so don't be eating normal cheese alongside trying to try vegan cheese as well because then you're going to compare I think have a good break away from normal cheese then start trying vegan cheese and just let it grow on you because you probably aren't going to like it straight away and you probably are going to compare it to your normal camembert even though Chamonbert from Honestly Tasty is delicious, you are going to compare it. So my top tip would be you, you can't. You can't look for that straight swap. You just can't. I think I would probably have a similar top tip just to try and see what you like. But also, I have a really good tip for melting cheese. Um, it's something that I've done in a couple of my videos and I even posted about it on my story the other day. My top tip for melting vegan cheese, because a lot of people complain about the melt they say it doesn't melt um what the best way to do it i like to melt my cheese in like a like a griddle pan or like a frying pan if you must get a saucepan lid and you know bubbling away whatever little bit of water throw it on the pan then cover it with a lid and that way you're going to steam it um you need to give it a bit of bit of time a bit of practice because it's not the easiest thing to do sometimes the bread can get a bit soggy try and do it with some toasted bread first um but yeah Our guests this week are two sisters who run an entirely vegan cheesemonger in East London called La Fomagerie. Charlotte and Rachel are proud owners of the UK's first ever plant-based cheesemonger on Cheshire Street, just off the iconic Brick Lane. Their mission was simple, to create a selection of the finest plant-based cheeses the UK has to offer. And not only do they have an amazing offering in store and online, they are also, in normal times, offering a cheese and wine night in their wine cellar. 
So, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Um, like all of our guests, we like to give them the option, because you're going to die very soon, of discussing your three-course vegan, or maybe not vegan, death row meal. You let us know. So, as there's two of you, maybe you'll share a starter, a main and dessert, so maybe we can go one, one, one of each. So, who wants to go with their starter choice? I don't think Charlotte's is bothered. Like, Charlotte's more of, like, an eating-to-survive person, whereas I am, toast, like... Toast and beans, I'm, I'm absolutely, like, her. neurotic about it. Oh. Like, I plan every movement around food and, oh my and what, what my next meal is. She is so hard to manage. I'm, seriously. She has to be fed I'm every like two toddler. hours. She's like, you know the gremlin? Which just She's just useless every two hours. And I'm like, just put food in her. I get so hungry. Oh. But, um... I put. I just got so excited about planning this this death row meal somehow. But um, <laughs> I would want. Um, I think from there's there's a takeaway in Shoreditch. Uh, can't remember the name. Um, so if someone remembers, definitely tell me. But they did this oyster mushroom calamari, which was insane. I Ooh, want that good. for my starters, and then my mains. I would want um, banana blossom fish. Maybe oh. like. From Sutton and Sons? Maybe like no, maybe like fried or breadcrumbed. That's like from Sutton and Sons. They make they do it very well. And I would want like sauteed potatoes and asparagus and, and like tomatoes and like uh, Mediterranean things. <laughs> they're not gonna make you. F- I don't in the prison. It's my death row meal. It's like, like McDonald's or something. That's what the. <laughs> no, you can have what you want. Someone better saute those potatoes for me. No one's gonna saute <laughs> potatoes for me. That's, um, that's and then I don't, a crime. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't deserve potatoes. <laughs> but my breadcrumbs. Um, and I don't know about dessert because I got too excited about fish alternatives. <laughs> Would you have a cheese platter? Oh, that's true. Oh, oh we eat so much cheese. I can't. We know. do eat a lot of cheese. We eat so much cheese. Um, I mean, if I was going to go with a cheese platter, I am so boring when it comes to cheese. I kind of go farmhouse. I just it's a cheddar alternative. Yeah, I just eat that with pickle. I'm just like, ooh, yeah, it's delicious. But um, Solid. I, lemon sorbet. I know that's boring and you hate it, but I don't like we're having lemon sorbet. So please just tell us a bit around La Fromagerie, how it came about, why you guys started it. Yeah, so we, um, well, we, we're both we're both sisters, obviously, um, and uh, we, well, well, I I'm severely lactose intolerant. We are both vegan, but I'm also. Before I was vegan, I was sort of vegetarian and lactose intolerant, um, but would occasionally sort of eat eggs and occasionally eat fish because I was a terrible vegetarian. Not anymore, completely <laughs> vegan now. But um, I, uh, I'm, I'm really, really, I can't have any dairy in anything I eat. I come out in acne and I get very sick for days on end. Um, whereas Rachel was obsessed with cheese. Yeah, to, I've got a stomach of steel. To, to a disgusting uh, extent. Like she would come home from work and just eat like a block eat of Eat like cheddar. a block of Shropshire Red it was just, on crackers for dinner. It was horrible. Um, and uh, you know, she wanted to be completely vegan yeah. for so long. And you were just, you were one of those vegetarians that was like, I cannot give up cheese. I was just kind of flexitarian for a long time. And I didn't really have anyone around me who was into veganism or was even cognizant of it this is many um, years ago so yeah so at the time it was kind of like a bit more of an alien concept but i started getting into it through cooking um so just like trying vegan foods all the time and different brands and new kind of innovative innovative products um but because of your dairy intolerance as well and my interest in veganism um we started just like delving into the world of vegan cheese like supermarket vegan cheese at, f- at first and we um, went through every yeah. brand in the supermarket and like cheese and everything Sainsbury's own brand and all that yeah I mean they they definitely have a place they yeah. have a, a place in the market 
Um, can make a good toasty from time to time. Yeah, I, I don't think that place is a cheese board, but no, you know, pizza and, and sort of cooking cheeses, I, I think they're, they're pretty, you know, we've got some decent options now in the supermarkets. But um, it was only really when we were like, how do we replace you basically eating an entire block of cheese eating for, for cheese dinner? and crackers for a meal uh yeah and then we found um we realized that there were quite a lot of artisanal vegan cheesemakers mm. you know kind of co i am not okay um dotted all around london and in different um, vegan festivals as well we were kind of exploring oh yeah, we went to, uh veg fest um but in nettle market and hackney market um and um, broadway mm-hmm. um there were just these little suppliers dotted all around the place and we started to, you know, we would spend a Saturday just going to Nettle or we'd spend a Saturday going to Vine Street. Um, and it got to the All point the where we were like... From southwest London. From Balham. And we were like, we're spending our entire weekends just buying cheese. Like, this is not... <laughs> surely check, it? There's, there's an answer to this. And that's when we kind of thought, well, you know what, there's... Um, I actually Googled a vegan cheesemonger because I, convi- I was like, it must exist. It must be in East London. This, someone's already thought of this <laughs> yeah. because I can't keep getting the tube every every weekend to uh, halfway across London. But yeah, it it not only did it not come up in London, I was like, surely there's one in the UK. Nope. Surely there's one in Europe. Nope. Surely there's one globally. And I was like, oh my God, there's no sort of traditional vegan cheesemonger that specializes, you know, completely in these artisanal uh, cheeses. And the products are, you know, in our, in our opinion, so good that we couldn't believe that they, you know... We there was just... no central place to buy multiple brands, yeah. like shop around really was there. So that's when we kind of thought, you know, let's let's do that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it went from there, It was really. Charlotte's main idea. She's the main schemer. Like and um, it's always got crazy schemes going on and I just come along for the ride, basically. <laughs> and Charlotte was like, I think we should do this because it's, it's a brilliant idea. And I was like, it is a brilliant idea. And about two weeks later, I quit my job. So <laughs> that, that, first, here we are. <laughs> first, I, went, I went on eBay and I was like, I wonder how much it would cost to set up a vegan cheesemonger. And we had some savings and mm. I thought, you know, I'm willing to put X amount to it. Um, and then I looked at those, um, like a, a big sort of deli display fridge. They're like four or five thousand pounds. And I was like, there's no way we can afford a four or five thousand pound fridge as well as, you know, the rent in Brixton and all these things. And I, then I went on eBay and this guy was like, he had this beautiful, you know, wooden covered, like open top display fridge. And I don't, you know, you probably aren't getting as excited about fridges as I am, <laughs> but this was a beautiful fridge. You know, when you go into our shop now and there's the, the, the fridge has a kind of wooden paneling and it, it's that fridge. And nice. I saw it and I was like, oh my God, that's the most beautiful fridge I've ever seen. And he was like, you can have it for 400 quid if you come and get it now. And I, we were like in... So we just got a van. We were like in the van within an hour. And I was like, we're doing it. We, we have the fridge. We were like, we have to get a shop to fit this fridge in. It has to go somewhere. It's beautiful. So yeah, the fridge was the... The fridge was in our lounge for like a week. <laughs> yeah, the, the Brixton Market landlord, um, you know, he owns all the sort of little uh, shops inside the, the market. And um, we applied because I thought, I, we love Brixton and we live, you know, in Southwest and... Um, the, the market has such a, a deep heritage and we just wanted to be a part of that and he was like no no more food we've got loads of food uh we've got no retail no clothing we want more food and i i kind of just nagged him for weeks and i was like but yeah. it's a vegan cheesemonger you don't have anything you know vegan and retail and, and blah, blah blah and we we sort of just bullied him into give, giving us a very <laughs> very short three month or two month i think initially contract yeah it was quite a short one and he was like we'll see how it goes give we'll us a chance yeah we'll see if anyone is interested and then it massively took off and we had like queues of 20 30 people outside the yeah. shop 
Um, That's when I started drinking coffee for the first time in my life. <laughs> it needs a lot of coffee. <laughs> it's crazy that you started this whole thing just literally from wanting this fridge and, and here we are. But obviously, look, we, we know as vegans that vegan cheese is probably the most like divisive bit that goes around social media. It's what everyone says, oh, I would go vegan, but cheese and vegan cheese isn't good enough. Have you guys experienced a lot of negativity around what you're doing, um, especially calling something vegan cheese when it's probably not what people would technically define as cheese? Yeah. Yes. I mean, the dairy <laughs> industry certainly don't like us calling it cheese. Yeah, we've um, had a, a couple of threatening letters. Um, from, and From Dairy UK, <laughs> which are quite a big lobbying group, a dairy lobbying group, they kind of... Um, they went to the Telegraph before we even opened, actually. And, and like a week after we opened, we got a letter from them eventually. Um, but that was after we read about it in the Telegraph. They went to the, the papers first. first. They were claiming they were yeah. going to take legal action against us uh, for using the word cheese oh, because apparently it was ridiculous. misleading to customers. So we framed the letter uh, yeah. and we've put it in the above the toilet in our cheese cellar now. So everyone can read how ridiculous it is. Um, <laughs> Love that. So we released a little statement on Instagram, um, just giving our stance on it, basically. And we, yeah. we have carried on, you know, calling it cheese because it is a they are fermented products, and the, the word cheese does kind of come from that etymology from the word of sour like, and, yeah, and like a ferments. soured fermented product. Um, so that's kind of the etymology of the word. So technically, we think you know it's fine to call it cheese. People know why they come to shop with us too. So um, yeah. I'd be very shocked if anyone was misled. It, it's just it's just very patronising to the consumer as well to, to use that as an excuse for why we shouldn't be able to call it, you know, vegan burgers or, you know, hot dogs or whatever. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. The reason I heard about you guys was because it was in The Telegraph because I was living in Bournemouth at the time and I wasn't really up to date with all the London vegan scene. So I think I heard about you guys from the uproar about how people were disagreeing from it. And then I started ordering from you guys to Bournemouth. And then it wasn't until I moved to London fairly recently that I started coming to your store. So they actually did a great job. It's like Piers Morgan with the Greg Sausage Roll. Like Ben loves chatting about that. Like Piers Morgan actually did so well for Greg's and vegan food. So, you know. I imagine that they will come after us again. And when that happens, yeah. you know, we're just gonna, obviously we're not gonna bankrupt ourselves for a silly, a cause that we consider to be kind of temporary and silly. Um, but the more money they spend on lawyers and the more money they spend on, you know, producing ridiculous content against us, it doesn't actually affect us negatively. So it's just, you know, let them yeah. do it, I guess. So vegan cheese is quite a controversial topic, not only because people are angry that we call it cheese, um, but secondly, is because a lot of people think that vegan cheese tastes awful they think it tastes like plastic or tastes like soap why do you think vegan cheese has that bad rep um it's just what's available in the supermarkets up yeah. until now it is getting a lot better even the supermarket brands mm. i would say they are kind of getting a lot more competitive in terms of like the flavor and the texture they deliver but you know they are many of them are starch based and oil based and that will deliver more of like a plasticky mouthfeel a bit of a stinky kind of melting coconut kind of thing. experience <laughs> they might coat your teeth quite a bit when you eat it which can be a bit unpleasant so there are like kind of side effects that go with the oil-based starch-based cheeses yeah i think yeah. ultimately what's available in the vast majority of supermarkets um you know and, and to the vast majority of the public right now is the vegan 
cheese equivalent of you know those like american burger cheese slices you get in a little pack and they're individually wrapped in plastic we all they're fine in a burger you know we all yeah. love them we're all guilty of everyone of, loves a bit of dutty cheese exactly i'm not again. you know and again there's a place for them in, in the market yeah, but i sure. think that is all that 99 percent of people have access to right now um and so of course they're going to form their opinion on that um and also you know even the sort of artisanal cheeses uh that we stock they've come a long way um in the last two or three years the the i don't want to say the technology but the the fermentation process um you know the aging process uh our ability to to make the products that we currently stock a lot of those products didn't exist at least in the form that they are now in a year or two ago when we opened um so we're even improving on products that existed two years ago improving recipes improving you know experimenting with different cultures different molds different aging techniques it's all very so it sounds a bit wanky, but as if all very cutting edge in that sense. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. We are doing quite <laughs> all of us and our suppliers. We are experimenting with quite a lot of new ideas and mm. concepts and ingredients. And I mean, we're working with a biochemist no, at no the moment. There's no handbook, is there? Because no one's really done it. Exactly. So. Yeah. It's it's completely you know. Yeah. And and if you think of dairy, it's it it has had thousands of years of happy accidents to end up, you know, with a delicious Cambazola. That was probably just because someone left some milk out in the garden and then came back in a month and was like, that's delicious. (laughs) You know, how do I replicate that? And then over over a thousand years... Don't quote us Don't quote me on that. Some of them... speculation. A lot of them were, you know, like penicillin in in general. Yeah, like penicillin in general, they they were happy accidents. Um, And then we've kind of optimised the process... um, you know, over over many many years, so vegan cheese is going through the same the same um, process. And I mean, we we are learning. We do have the dairy industry to to learn from to a certain extent. Like we know what bacterial cultures you know do well in fermentation, and we know what mold cultures taste nice. And um, but no one really knows what this strain of you know lactobacillus bacteria does with cashew fat versus almond fat. And, you know, if you add a penicillium culture in, so it's all these experiments that we're running, you know, at different temperatures, different humidities, um, that it, it makes a huge difference. And, and we're, we're sort of, us and our suppliers are, you know, we run experiments on an ongoing basis. Um, and the ones that pass the taste tests, you know, we put into production and we make larger batches of them. Um, and they, yeah, we, we stock them regularly. Yeah, I, th- I think we had a question here about how easy is it to make vegan cheese. I think you've answered that pretty, um, yes, eloquently there. Did you guys do science at school? Like, I mean, you guys literally are like scientists, basically. I mean, talking about the things you were talking about. You're scientists. Like, how did how you get, did into, you get that? into that? <laughs> I am. Um, I do have a biology degree. My sister Charlotte is a statistician slash data scientist yeah. by trade. So Charlotte's the analytical one, definitely. I'm more of a biologist who just like is a bit obsessed with food so I've just gone more into the food world really but um it does help with the kind of the microbiology of it definitely. It sounds super complicated wow um what would you say is your biggest challenge with all of that for me it all sounds super challenging and complex but what would you say your biggest challenge is to make vegan cheese? It, it totally, I know this is a really annoying answer, it totally depends on the cheese. So there are some cheeses that are bacterially fermented, so they have a kind of sour tanginess and they, um, like Farmhouse from Kinda Co and, and some of the I Am Not Okays, um, so they are bacterially fermented um, over anything from, you know, one or two days all the way up to like a couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, that tanginess, that's the equivalent to, you know, what you get in a cheddar, for example, like a, a, an acidified cheese. 
Um, so harder cheeses tend to be acidified and they've got a nice tang to them. And that's just because they've been fermented and there's lactic acid and it, it gives you a tanginess. Uh, whereas some cheeses are um, mold ripened. So a brie, for example. So that's, you know, it's covered in a lovely, delicious mushroomy rind. Um, and that's basically just mold. Uh, and that mold sort of penetrates all of the cheese inside and it gives it a certain flavor. Um, and if that was to acidify and that was to ferment in the same way, you would basically have a sort of tangy, weirdly tangy, weird brie. No one wants, and it's weird. We've tried it and we were like, there's something just weird about it. In your, your, brie's aren't supposed to be acidic, you know? So um, in the dairy world, you know, a brie will produce you know, ammonia and all these things that will make it less acidic, but you don't necessarily have the same chemical reactions in the vegan world. So you have to sort of, uh, you have to refine an aging process um, that that works for plant-based fats and plant-based chemicals instead of the, the dairy versions. different sugars and carbohydrates. Totally and, different sugars, yeah. acids that are broken down. So it's, it totally depends. Some of the mold ripened stuff is um, a bit more complicated than some of the bacterially ripened stuff. Mm -hmm. But then again, blue cheese, it'll grow on anything. It'll grow on your hands if you just don't, if you just sit still for a few hours. It's, it just wants to grow everywhere. <laughs> blue cheese, you've got to get the right flavour for culturing it and growing the mold easy. into hard. You the can almost just throw them. beers, more squishy, soft yeah. cheeses and more kind of moisture content and stuff like that. They're yeah. more delicate. They go everywhere. And they're more, yeah, vulnerable, basically. Yeah. But the they, blue, you can just yeah. chuck into a bucket and come back and you're like, oh, that's <laughs> a big bit of mouldy delicious, okay? We don't do that, but you could. <laughs> yeah, theoretically. <laughs> what is your favourite nut to use to make vegan cheese? I'm going to give you a really annoying answer again. Mm. Uh, it totally depends on the on the cheese again so we we use um cashews are very creamy um and as are macadamia because they're quite high in fat so we use both of those in our mascarpone or mascafoni 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 um and that gives a really sort of thick uh velvety texture that is really good for you know uh, having that same mouth feel. Stickier mouth feel yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like sticky and it's like double cream mm. it's we've it's just a very like I'm very hungry. Um, yeah, and so they're very good for that, uh, but they're quite high in sugar. But no, super interesting. And you guys don't only have your storefront, you also now have your cheese and wine cellar, which is absolutely amazing. I was one of the first people to come on the week where you opened. And honestly, it's gorgeous. It's so lovely. So just tell us a little bit about that and how you paired your wines because it was it was the most lovely experience. So I just would love our followers to hear a bit about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's closed at the moment because of lockdown. Yeah, it, it was really frustrating because we were booked up for three months, completely fully booked. Um, wow. And we only opened the calendar for three months because we were like, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we, there's probably going to be a lockdown in January, but obviously there was a lockdown then in, in October, but we had to cancel, you know, everyone's bookings. Um, but yeah, it was it was massively popular, which was, was lovely. Um, but yeah, that came from a, a similar kind of thing. As vegans, you know, we felt like it, it's difficult. There's, there's some really, really amazing vegan street food. You know, the best burgers I've ever had have been vegan burgers. Um, and there's some amazing, like, yeah, vegan restaurants out there, but they tend to be more on the street food side. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess we realized our, our, our mum and our gran um, came to visit us uh, last year, end of last year. 
Um, and we were trying to think of somewhere nice and vegan to bring our gran, who is this like tiny, you know, <laughs> like Welsh lady. And she, you know, we were like, we want to bring her somewhere fancy. Um, and we couldn't really think of anywhere. We could, we just... That was a bit more... Like my nan would like, you know. Yeah. Um, because we went to... Um, uh, Genesis, which we love. We love Genesis. And to be yeah. fair, Gran loved it as well, and they gave her a free ice cream. But, <laughs> it, you know, very loud club music, and Gran was kind of like, this yum, but what? Um, and we were like, you know, they, we're kind of missing that fine dining uh, experience a bit with, um, with, with you know, vegan um, vegan restaurants. Uh, and uh, there's Vanilla Black, and there's a couple of places that have, that have popped up. But, uh, yeah, we just wanted to, to bring that, you know, and wine and cheese is such a... Uh, people just love it, you know, and we were just missing that um, in the vegan world. So we wanted to, to bring that experience to people. Yeah, I, I've, I've got to come down. Once that three-month list is back open, I'll try and prop, 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 <laughs> yeah, prop my name on, the on list. it. Yeah. Um, guys, it's been amazing talking to you. I honestly feel like a science lesson and I've learned so much about cheese and everything as well. About life, I think. I knew how to spell photosynthesis, <laughs> but that was as far as my uh, my scientific knowledge went. Um, in terms of you guys and where all our listeners can find you, and you know order your cheese and all of that stuff where's the best place for them to search you up just google vegan cheesemonger london if you can't mm. remember how to spell la Marjorie, sometimes i forget <laughs> um so yeah just google us you'll find us straight away hopefully or pop to um, the shop or pop to the shop either way 20 cheshire street in shoreditch in london so if you're in the area if you fancy a trip into london you're more than welcome to visit us there um, and see the cheeses and us in person um, but you're more than welcome as well just to go on the website so it's lafomagerie.com we ship all over the uk um next day delivery um with like ice packs and cheeses all protected and we also um our stock of uh, vegan wines that our sommelier helped us uh choose and um uh, pay with all our cheeses they're available via our website as well Thank you for listening this week. We really hope this has helped those who are struggling to get on board with making the full switch to completely dairy-free. It was so great chatting to Rachel and Charlotte all about the vegan cheese. And if you want to check them out, make sure to head over to lafamagerie.com for some cruelty-free goodness. This show was produced and edited by Callum Goddard Moklo for Apricot Audio. And we'll be back next week with another episode for you. But in the meantime, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, available on all podcast platforms such as Apple, Spotify and Acast. And if you want to keep up to date with all the latest happenings, then remember to follow us both on Instagram, at IzzyTheVegan and at Ben's Vegan Kitchen. We'll see you next week. See you later.